0: welcome to the love mish podcast i am your host mish there are a billion people in the world and i'm just one of them and welcome to my podcast where i share my thoughts opinions and ramblings and sometimes i'll have guests and no subject is off limits so let the conversation begin go me. Go it's the misha podcast hey go meet me go me hey loves and welcome to another episode of love me podcast so on this episode we're going to be talking about um creation stories so i think i'll title this um god angels humans earth that's basically what it's about so we're gonna start with the first one that we all are familiar with which is the bible i have a old school bible king james version I know, I know. Um, So it says Genesis, the first book of Moses, the first book of Moses called Genesis chapter one. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the earth, the face of the deep. And the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light and there was life. And God saw the light, and that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the first morning were the first day. You notice he said evening and then morning. We be we be doing days all wrong. Like, morning shouldn't begin in the morning. It should begin in the evening. We just living our life all wrong. Like, you need to get up and eat and celebrate with your family and stuff, and then go to work. I used to love night shift. Okay. And God called the light day. Okay, I did that one way. And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven and the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, let the waters under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear, and it was so. And God called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters called he seeds, and God saw that it was good. God said, let the earth bring forth grass and herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind, whose seed is in itself upon the earth, and it was So. And the earth brought forth grass and herbs yielding seeds after its kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was in itself after his kind. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the third day. And God said, let there be lights in the firmament of the heaven to divide the day from the night. And let there be signs and for seasons and for days and for years. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light unto the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights. The greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. He made the stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. I just caught that. So on verse 7 it said God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. But on chapter 7, on verse 17, it said, God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. It's water up there, y'all. I just caught that. And he also made stars also. And God set them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. The sun, the moon, and the stars are in water. So they can't be fire if they're in water, y'all. In the firmament. It clearly says in the firmament. He divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. Okay, maybe the firmament is in between water. So it could be air. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. And to rule over the day and over the night. And to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And even in the morning were the fourth day and God said let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creatures that have life and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven and God created whales and every living creature that moveth. with the waters brought forth abundantly their kind and every winged fowl after its kind and God thought that it was good and God blessed them saying be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters in the sea and let the fowl multiply in the earth And the evening and the morning were the fifth day, and God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creatures after its kind and the creeping things and the beasts of the earth after its kind and it was so. So all this time I've been saying God and my sister showed me this. And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures after its after its kind, cattle and creeping things, and beasts of the earth after its kind, and it was so and god made the beast of the earth after its kind and cattle after its kind and everything that was creeping upon the earth after its kind and god saw that it was good and god said let us plural you know plural y'all make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth up upon the earth which is why when i see people with lions and crocodiles and whales and sharks and stuff i believe it because we're supposed to have dominion over that stuff now for them to become hostile and hate us and stuff like what have we done over time to where they don't even want to obey us anymore you know a man's gonna look after his family a woman gonna look after his children we all have that instinct in us you know fight or flight so god created man in his own image that in the image of god created he him male and female created he them and god blessed them and god said unto them be fruitful and multiply replenish the earth so do it and have dominion over the fish of the sea follow the air every living thing that move on the earth and god said behold i have given you herb bearing seed which is upon the face all over the earth and every tree in which is fruit and tree yielding seed to you it shall be for me which is why i think we should be vegan and to every beast of the earth, and every fowl of the air, and to everything that creepeth upon the earth, wherein there is life, I have given every green herb for me. And it was so. And God saw everything that he made, and behold, it was very good. And the evening of the morning were the sixth day. Chapter 2. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the hosts of them and on the seventh day god ended his work which he had made and he tested no and he rested on the seventh day from all his hard work which he had made god blessed the seventh day sanctified it because in it he rested from all his work which god created and made these are the generations these are the generations of heavens and earth which they were created in the day that the lord god made them and the heavens every plant in the field before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew for the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth and there was not a man to till the ground but there were went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground now all before I've been saying God now I was saying Lord God and Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed in his nostrils the breath of life and man became a living soul and the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden and there he put the man whom he had formed and out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for the food, the tree of life, also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from therein it parted and became into four heads. The name of the first is Piscean, that is it which compasseth the whole land of Havilah. Where there is gold, and the gold of the land is good, and there is bedellium, and the onyx stone, and the name of the second river is Gihon; the same is it that compasseth the whole land of Ethiopia. And the name of the third river is Hadikiel, that is which goeth toward the east of Assyria. And the fourth river is Euphrates. And the Lord God took the man, put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. The Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou may freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat. For in the day that thou eat, thereof thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helpmeet for him. And out of the garden the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every fowl of air, and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call him. Whatsoever Adam called call every living creature that was the name thereof and adam gave names to all the cattle all the fowl of the air every beast of the field but for adam there was not found a help meat for him when the lord god caused a deep sleep to fall upon adam and he slept and he took out of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof and the rib which the lord god had taken from man made he woman and brought her unto the man and adam said this is now bone of my bone flesh of my flesh she shall be called well man because she was taken out of man i'm gonna do a podcast on that the Truth About Women by Dr. Del Blair I was telling my niece about this. Therefore shall a man leave his father, his mother, shall cleave to his wife, and there shall be one flesh. They were both naked, and the man and his wife were not ashamed. Okay, that's King James. I don't know if y'all really know about King James, but I can't really believe everything that you be hearing out in these streets. <laughs> or that they be printing out in these streets. Because they be Bullshit. Okay, so that was that one. And then another creation story. Let me go to... Okay, so here's another one. And I'm on Telegram. I'm on Telegram. Heavy. So this came from Telegram. So let me tell you a story about what has happened till now we are fighting a second battle not the first and the first battle was fought between the reptiles and the pleiadians in the sky earth called tiamat at the time got hit with planet nubaru from the laser beam shot from the reptiles trying to aim for pleiades ship that threw the planet out of orbit and chocobit came off and stayed in orbit which is called our moon The planet Maldek got hit in the battle and was destroyed, which is now the Orion's Belt. Earth, or 3D, was created with a dome that is called the Matrix. This was created by the Pleiadians to keep the reptiles from leaving the planet so they could destroy them. The plan failed because they forgot reptiles can live in the water and can dig tunnels, and this is how the fall of Atlantis happened. They were sent here to kill the reptiles and keep shooting the ground with crystal weapons, which loosened the core of Earth's mantle. Therefore, it fell into the ocean and the reptiles won. For 6,000 years, they have infiltrated the Earth and take humans as slaves for harvesting their organs to sell to other planets for their technology. They have drank, ate, and raped and tortured babies and kids and bred women for breeding farms. Now we are in the second battle against this horrific evil and this time it had to be planned very carefully and timed perfectly to get where we are now. Now in 2021, we are destroying everything they did to us and taking back our country and our world. The Great Awakening isn't just about politics or just this planet and it isn't about taking back our country. It's about so much more than we can imagine and it's not only affecting us but it's affecting worlds beyond worlds, universes, cosmos, etc. It's about connecting back to Source and uniting each of us as one. It's about starting from the beginning in 5D where we should have been and living life in the now and not as slaves. It's about learning about hidden knowledge that was taken from us and knowing our true history. It's now about us. I thought that was interesting. Okay, and then... There's another one. Okay. So, Heaven and Hell. Let me see if it takes me to where I'm at. Um, Let's see. This is a book called Heaven and Hell. I'm going to give the authors to you in just a minute. Let me read this first. And it's so funny. I was reading this book a while ago. And I picked it back up. I don't even know what made me pick it back up. And as I'm reading it. I finished the dragon book. I'm gonna read that one to you next. My sister came over here. We did a Bible. I've been um I'm gonna read y'all about the Anu. Is this the Anunnaki? I think so. I'm gonna read to you about the Anunnaki. And it's just like you know, as you learn and you, you learn different things, the pieces start to connect from different sources. So yeah. Okay, so this is from Heaven and Hell and let me just give you a background so a woman okay husband and a wife were in a car accident boom they die while they were on earth though the man was more christian you know god jesus lord and the woman was kind of like atheist whatever so as they as the car crashed, you know their spirits leave their body he goes to white light she goes to dark light and then it tells you what happened. so of course he's in heaven she's in hell so in heaven everything is kind of how they all talk about Joy, happiness, whatever you know, no pain. But for her, you know, the demons are torturing her. You know, she gets to talk to Satan, Satan throws her a lake of fire. Her body's burning, her skin comes back together, it burns again, grows back again, and burns. And this is just gonna be her life forever. She doesn't want to die. She finds a cave, she climbs into a cave, and there's a demon in there. And instead of the demon taking her back to the river or whatever, he agrees to let her stay. He apparently had other humans before, and then Satan found them. Well, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, am starting to tell too much. So I gotta tell the part about the angel. So, so as they're sitting down talking, she's wondering, like, you know, you're supposed to be a demon, like, why are you helping me? So this is this is what he says, um, cause she, this is what she had called him. You're a knight in shining armor, armor. He said, Oh, am I? If you, knew me bef- if you knew me better, I wonder if you would still feel that way. But let me start from the beginning, that you might better understand what angels truly are. We are sons of God, created in a form much like his. We were the firstborn, created ten of thousands of years before he brought men into being. When God created the angels, he created most of them to serve one or three tasks. Some were messengers, others warriors, and others were singers, ministering directly unto God. The messengers were what you and your society might term data gatherers. In addition to delivering messages to far ends of the cosmos, they were agents that transferred, processed, and decimated the information necessary to keep the hierarchy of heaven functioning. They were created to be fast and efficient with an almost uncanny ability to recall. Their leader was the archangel, Gabriel. Serena, this is the wife, was surprised. Are you saying that God needed them to spy for him? I thought that God knew everything about everyone. Abaddon, this is the demon, smiled at Serena's reply. This is an interesting question, young one, a question for which I do not have an answer. Even after all these centuries, God is still an enigma to me. I have spoken to him countless times. I marveled at his wisdom, yet been perplexed by his actions. God is ancient beyond all reckoning. His universe existed long before he created the first angel, and he existed long before the dawn of creation. For that matter, I am not even certain why he created us. The universe seemed to have functioned for an eternity without our intervention. Some say that God created us out of His own need for companionship. Y'all, I would would cry when I was reading this book because I was like, you know, if God really created us because He was lonely, basically, and needed some company, how many of us only pray when we need something? How many of us truly build a relationship you know when you look at relationships on earth people can't even have good relationships with their family their friends their significant others so you can only imagine what that relationship like it, you know is like with god um if the other relationships aren't even up to par so anyways um I just thought that was so interesting. that Because why do people get cats? Why do people get dogs? Why do people get married? Why do people have kids? It all boils down to companionship. Um, Okay, so let me continue. Others say we were created to help guide and safeguard the human race. Perhaps both are true. Perhaps neither. I am just not certain. There are certain things that God would not speak of. Who can truly know the mind of God? sabrina couldn't agree with that sabrina couldn't argue with that but what class of angel were you i was a warrior Abidan said then pause sensing the next question in the young human's mind i know i know if god is all powerful why would he need warriors again i am uncertain nonetheless he created us and i was one of the best I was set in charge of an entire legion of angels. I answer directly to Michael himself and have 12 lieutenants under my command. But allow me to speak of the third class of angels. For herein lay the seeds of disunity. They were those who surrounded the throne of God, singing praises unto the father of the universe. Lucifer, who now calls himself Satan, led them no other angels had closer access to god than these they formed an administration council of sorts directing the activities of the other angelic classes yet as time passed they began to think of themselves as being better than the rest of us as you people might say they were becoming legions in their own minds and none of them thought more highly of himself than lucifer He told you at your sentencing, because she was sentenced, so this is what he's referring to. He told you at his sentencing that he rebelled against God over the issue of God's love for man. And I even discovered that in the Bible. It was like, God gave us charge over the angels. He made us in the image of him. You know, he didn't say he did that for the angels. And he even gave us charge over the angels. Like, there's a verse in the Bible that says, I give you charge over the angels. So, we even can, you know, command them. So, these are beings that were made before us. So, that's like your mom leaving the house and telling you, a 10-year-old, to listen to your 3-year-old. You're going to be like, what? (laughs) I can understand, you know, like where that come, you know, where that animosity must come from. But I'm pretty sure there's something in us that's not in the angels, which, which is why we were given charge. Like, if he said I made you guys in my image, then we are a little bit something more like god than the angels because he didn't make the angels in his image so i think when he breathed into us and gave us soul spirit i think that's what made us different from the angels so i think it's god angels and then us is like like god and angel so we're kind of like i think we're like a hybrid i really do like 2.0 is always going to be better than 1.0 right So, and I play the Sims and Sims is up to 4.0 now (laughs) and it gets better each time. Okay. So, um, let's see. He rebelled against God over the issue of God's love for man. So jealousy, but I tell you that is only partially true. Lucifer used man as an excuse, as a rallying point. He had delusions of grandeur long before God proclaimed that he would create your kind. Lucifer actually thought that he could lead a successful revolt against the father. As he stirred up discontent among the angels under his command, he convinced them that Michael and Gabriel's angels would follow them if only he made the first move and so he did, but they didn't follow him. Um, said serena no they didn't confirm abaddon they remained faithful to the heavenly father and took up arms against lucifer and his followers strange isn't it lucifer cast was supposed to have possessed the most highly developed minds of all the angels and yet it was they who perpetrated the most irrational act in the history of the cosmos supposedly they had their revolt planned perfectly the ultimate coup. I was among those who battled against Lucifer and his angels on that day. Lucifer and his angels had the element of surprise carefully partation on their side. We were totally unprepared for such an eventuality. What kind of battle was it said Serena? Was it a battle of swords? The comment brought Aboghan to outright laughter. No child it was not a battle with swords. At least not the kind of swords that you are familiar with. All too often, all too often, you humans picture warring angels with shields in hand, broad swords raised high, but it is not like that at all. Our weapons may take the appearance of classical human weapons, but they are far more than a sharp implement of hardened steel. I doubt that you could comprehend the nature of the weapons used in the battle we fight. To put it simply, the war against Satan and his minions was a battle of angelic wills, wills that commanded vast forces. It was a battle that was raged on the ground, in the air, in the realms that you could not even comprehend. It was a battle like none other utilizing forces that made nuclear weapons of your age look like toys. Amid the sound of thunder, the blinding brilliance of lightning, it ranged on for days, tiring all of us that fought it. None could be slain in the battle, for we were immortal. Yet, our immortality did not mean that the battle would go on indefinitely. We were capable of feeling heat, pain, and exhaustion. What gave the victory to us was our endurance, our numbers, and I would like to thank the blessing of our father. Then God didn't take part in the battle personally. Not in the battle himself, confirmed Abaddon. At some level, I'm certain he was involved, but not in the way that you might think. Understand God manifests himself as a physical and a spiritual presence. You saw his physical presence at your sentencing, because she, she sat before God too. But you can also feel his his uh, spiritual presence. During the days of the battle, his physical presence vanished from our midst. And very fact, it is my understanding that Lucifer and his allies were convinced that they could hold the physical appearance of God captive, perhaps use it as a bargaining chip. Imagine trying to hold God hostage. Such was their prize and their foolishness. Serena seemed most puzzled, but couldn't God have simply waved his hand, defeated Satan and his angels? That's the same thing I would have said. Abaddon leaned back as if to ponder Serena's question. Perhaps, but I now believe that the battle was part of his divine plan. I have become convinced that God intended to test his angels to see who would be faithful to him in the time of crisis. God's thinking is so far above ours. And I think that's what our human journey is too. If it's supposed to be such battle with good and evil and we ultimately have free will to do as we please... What would give you more joy to know that out of free will, something chose to search for you, no matter how hard the truth was hidden, to build a relationship with you, to do good deeds, to follow your footsteps, out of free will versus force. That's like being married and both partners are doing good by each other on their own versus being forced to be, you know faithful to each other um and it's a show that i look at called um the handsman's tale where the world couldn't reproduce and only a small amount of women could and they were captured and called maidens and they were given to generals so the generals could have kids and once a month, when she was ovulating, he would basically rape her. The wife will hurt her hands. He will open her legs and do whatever to make her be pregnant. And this would, you know, continue until she had a baby. And once she had a baby, she would nurse the baby and it would take the baby away. And she would go to a new house to repeat this cycle all over again. So, you mean to tell me you use a vials like eggs? Because your bitch can't have a job. It's so crazy. Um, I just thought that show was so crazy. Instead of all the scientists coming together and figuring out a solution to that problem, that's what they decided to do. I just thought it was so crazy to take, like, out of all the things that a woman can do, which is everything, to take her ability to reproduce on her own and force it. So, I was thinking about, that was another example that I was given, like, here for force. Like, um... How better it is to do something on your own than to be forced. Um, but on another note, I just looked at this show called The Watchmen. Cause this guy was doing a YouTube on it and he was saying how the whole COVID situation reminded him of the Watchmen and I was like, I wonder how. And now I see because at the end the whole world kinda like came together because of something that they planned and but no one knew that they planned it. And that's kinda how I feel about COVID. Like It's probably been two-piece, like, war is the number one, um, moneymaker, when you think about people dying, and, um, trying to get people to rally, and kind of do what you want to do, you gotta kind of come up with a villain to start the war, and I think 9-11, COVID, like, all of that stuff is combined, it's like, it's manipulation times, whatever, y'all, it's ridiculous, um, If you got to do all of that for a war, if you can't um, persuade people to do things with the truth, that's kind of where we are. Y'all got to lie or paint a picture or whatever to to get people to. Because people not with the shits. But anyways, um, when I saw the watchman, the woman in there, a man raped her. She ended up having a child and her daughter always knew that the man raped her. But the daughter couldn't figure out why the mom didn't hate him. And at the end, she said, I know that he's my dad, mom. And she was like, um, I know you always wonder why, why I didn't hate him because he gave me you. And y'all, I was just like, oh my God, I wonder how many women have that story. Like, you probably can hate somebody so much. But at the end of the day, they gave you something beautiful. You know, they gave you a part of you like even if somebody does do that to you that that seed is a part of you that child is a part of you um in the other person so whatever you end up doing it you're doing it half to yourself too so i just thought that was interesting so i didn't just want to say you know against your will oh my god you have to and they take the baby but that was a, a good side of or a good someone's you know what Something tragic happened to her, and she had two choices of feeling about that. She could have hated the man, hated the child. she decided to not deal with the man and love her child in spite of and I thought that was beautiful. okay, so let me keep going on to test his angels to see who would be faithful to him in the time of crisis. God's thinking is so above ours; He seems so close when I talk to him, so understanding, so loving, It's hard to fathom just how powerful he really is. I loved him too, I guess I still do. I was not going to betray the Father on that day. I would fight for him for however long it would take to defeat his enemies. And I know he gave us strength in those time times. I encouraged the Legion under my command to be true to the Father, to fight for his cause, and to to the end of their endurance and beyond. I could tell you that during the battle there were times when my strength and those around me were tired to nearly its limits. There were times when I was very uncertain of the battle's outcome, yet I had hundreds of millions of other angels enduring. I earned a name during that struggle. I became known as the Destroyer. Sharina shuddered slightly at the name given, the strange fallen angel. Would the Destroyer continue to show mercy upon her, or would he eventually discard her into the sea of fire? In the end, Luke, that was her thought. In the end, Lucifer and his minions were exhausted, unable to continue to fight. We pushed them back, confined them, and in the end brought them to their knees. Then we awaited God's judgment. I was convinced that God would bring an end to the very existence of the rebellious angels, yet He loved and yet his love and compassion helped sway over the moment. Rather than destroy them, he exiled them to this place, a realm beyond his creation, never to return. Their punishment was to dwell beyond his presence. Here they would spend eternity. But look at this place, Rita said. It's his own punishment. To be sentenced to a barren, burned out cylinder such as this one might be worse than blinking out existence. Perhaps, but it is my understanding that this place was never a paradise. But in the beginning, it was not the world you see today. God was so unmerciful satan and his followers could have molded the world into something better but instead they reduced it to a savage wasteland he created the hell that you experience out of his own insane hatred for humanity to exact some vengeance on god's most prized creation now remember that he created the hell that you have experienced out of his own insane hatred for humanity to exact some vengeance on god's most prized creation so let's just think about it to get back at you i could hurt you or i could hurt something closer to you when i think about the judge that was supposed to work on all those indictments and how some ups or fed man killed her son who answered the door and her husband now she has to live life knowing that the powers that be and we all know who that is killed her son and her husband so that was like bitch we don't want you handling these indictments and if you do let all of us go like they could have easily killed her but you see the message that they sent you know she would have been in pain when she would have moved on you know life and afterlife but to still live here with that pain that agony that oh my god that's crazy um so yeah that's what he's saying satan's like okay i'ma hurt Since he couldn't defeat God, he gonna hurt his creation, most prized, most prized creation. Don't you ever forget that you are God's most prized creation. Okay. So he knew one day that there would be humans who in their ignorance would rebel against the father as he had. He prepared this place for that day. It became his single passion, his very reason for existence, and he convinced his followers to labor with him. With so many capable and willing hands and hearts at his disposal, it was accomplished in a relatively short span of years. Indeed, he continues to make certain improvements. Now he views himself as the lord of this realm, the architect of this twisted creation, masterpiece of all his surveys. Yet he is mistaken. He is just another prisoner in in this accused place. He retains the illusion of power by commanding his legions by subjecting the humans of hell to constant agony. He is, pathet- he is a pathetic creature. <laughs> Satan leaned forward slightly, still not knowing what to make of this strange being. No, no. Serena leaned forward slightly, still not knowing to, what to make of this strange being. Was he an ally, a friend, or a dismantled demon in need of sympathy? But how did you end up here? that's the same question i would have asked okay serena abadine continued his tone still calm and deliberate it was many centuries indeed over a thousand years of all after the fall of satan and his minions that i made my fatal mistake i had on occasion made my way to earth to see god's most prized creation and i liked what i saw Humans, especially human females, were fascinating to watch. To see them learn and develop, to discover the world around them, was a unique experience. I was delighted when the Father asked me and the others to journey to Earth to safeguard humanity. I took a form not unlike that of a human male, that I might observe these fascinating beings more readily and a And as situations dictated, guide them. Indeed, angels of God do it to this day. Take note. Guardian angels, they actually exist, Serena asked. Of course they do, was the reply. There are more of us in your world than you could possibly imagine. There are millions. Unfortunately, I grew too close to the problem. And I was not alone. Many angels in the day erred as I did. We interfered in ways that I had we interfered in ways that had been forbidden by the Father. We rendered unto humankind certain knowledge, knowledge of how to forge certain metals, of creating more effective plows and weapons, and of utilizing natural herbs to create simple potions to treat illnesses. All of these things we did. You know what that makes me think? If there are, I keep seeing, like, space episodes where there's, I, I, what do you call this universe? There's multiple universes which have suns, which have planets revolving those suns, and then there's other suns, and there's other planets. And, like, the number is, like, insane. Pretty sure billions, right? I'm pretty sure after making so many civilizations, you figure out what can go wrong and what can go right so you finally make the perfect like human and you don't want it to be messed up and instead of it not being messed up like you want it it gets messed up by your very own angels that would make you mad so what if all the other planets the galaxies whatever they got metals and they got gun and they got medicine and they got all of that stuff and depending on the type of human they either use it for good or bad, instead of everybody using it for good, you had this battle of good and bad. So what if on earth it was supposed to be you know no medicine or no fire or no metals or no you know like just like a like a um the most innocent creation, and perhaps when the angels interfered, they just messed it all up because to me, when I look back in history. You know tribes will fight you know they will make their weapons out of you know sharp tree bark or stone or whatever and hey may the strongest man win right or you fight and you might live to see another day you probably don't even have to die but when the gun and gunpowder and all that entered the scenes like kind of like the world went downhill and um instead of people using fire for warmth they you know, wanted to burn down forests and stuff. So it's like and when I think about remembering Genesis how I say the, the the tree of good and evil, I honestly feel like maybe Adam and Eve learned about the other beings on other planets and guns and steel and all that stuff when God didn't want them to know that so they could stay innocent and pure, you know. It's like when you have kids, you keep them innocent and pure. You don't let them hear certain cuss words or look at certain things on TV. You know, you kind of like shelter them to keep that innocence until they're of age. And so maybe God wanted us to be innocent until, you know, our mind and our consciousness and all that stuff. Because you could be an adult with a gun, but you definitely wouldn't give a gun to a five-year-old. Or depending on know where you are or if you hunt and stuff if you have a mature child you might get them a bb gun different stuff like that but it's all about you know the maturity level of the individual and you know for the greater good so i think you always hear with these creation stories where a higher being or angel or whatever introduced us to gold or metal or fire or stuff like that when they weren't supposed to so now i don't think god would have held that from us forever but i just don't think that we were ready and you look at all the chaos now okay so let me keep going um There are more of us in your world than you could possibly imagine. There are millions. Unfortunately, I grew too close to the problem and I was not alone. Many angels in the day erred as I did. We interfered in ways that had been forbidden by the Father. We rendered unto humankind certain knowledge. Knowledge of how to forge certain metals, of creating most effective plows and weapons, of utilizing natural herbs to create simple potions, to treat illnesses. All of these things we did. That doesn't sound so bad, objected Serena. So you saw suffering and ignorance and tried to alleviate it. Certainly God didn't object to that, but it didn't end there, Abaddon said. I'm taking on a human form. We also became subjects to human passions. The daughters of man were fine indeed, objects of beauty crafted by the father. And we decided to take them unto ourselves to become even more human. Need I elaborate serena was stunned by this revelation you mean you had sex with them more than that we gave them children children who were more than human your society might say that they were the genetically engineered we sought to hurry along the development of humankind introduce into their primitive culture a number of truly superior specimens, men of valor who would grow to lead the human race into a golden age the legends of ancient history echo their names such as Hercules, Imhotep, uh, Perisus, still stir the imaginations. However, in doing this thing, we exceeded our mandate from God. Serena sat stunned in amazement. Why wasn't this story in the Bible? Then she realized that it was, but briefly. Then the book of Genesis mentioned the sons of God becoming involved with the daughters of men. Strange that she should recall that vague reference. Now we weren't prepared for the full consequences of our actions. Continued Abaddon, we thought that we had the art of creation mastered; that we would, that we could engineer a superior human. How foolish! How arrogant we were! We failed to realize that our essence was not truly compatible with that of humankind in the trying to create a superior human we created a race of inhumane monsters bent upon conquests some were of titanic proportions now matters were worse (laughs) still god might have forgiven us for such an error in judgment after all in some respects our hearts were in the right place but we didn't stop there When things started to go badly, when the children we had fathered started to go astray, we took desperate measures. Some of us reveled ourselves to humanity, not as stewards of the Father, but as deities in our own right. We proclaimed ourselves to be gods or sons of God, hoping to strike fear and reverence in the hearts of our wayward children. The stories of Zeus, Amun-Ra, and Murdoch are all based upon the exploits of angels among humanity. But this made matters even worse. We reveled in the role we had created for ourselves, accepting the adoration of humanity. We quickly became lost in the fantasy, becoming false gods. And this is what the Father would not permit. In our own way, we had subverted God. Not an op- not as openly as Lucifer and his angels, but just as deliberately oh my god gasped serena before she was able to stop herself she was surprised to find that her hasty comment had not affected abaddon in the least like lucifer and his followers before us we were too sentenced to our darkness needless to say there was no love lost between satan and his followers and ourselves we lived in a state of uneasy peace with the original inhabitants of hell There were those among them who felt that they had a score to settle with me and others. We were always on the move attempting to avoid confrontation with Satan's minions, beings that we had had helped condemn to this place. I tried to place as much distance between myself and Satan as I could. You might say that he and I go way back. The divisions between us are deep. I eventually made my home in this remote region far from Satan's infernal palace. At the time, Satan and his minions hadn't quite transferred hell into the obscenity that it is today. I roamed far and wide across the globe, managed to rescue some of the last plants and animal life that still struggled for survival on a barren rock. Okay, so that's it's going to continue into the story. But that was the creation part. Like, isn't that insane? Okay, so now let me tell you the, um, gosh darn it, I just saw it heaven and hell the journey of chris and serena davis okay now this comes from the dragon legacy the secret history of an ancient bloodline nicholas de verde now i'm on this um group called telegram i'm on i'm on this i'm in this um, the only social media that i'm on right now is youtube and telegram and one of my favorite groups on telegram is i'm trying to find her name cosmic intel say it out loud and day academy and there's one more i am the realest to ever do it okay um and somebody posted a whole bunch of books and all i want for my birthday and christmas is amazon gift cards because i had like a thousand dollars on amazon now i got like a thousand five hundred like i'm really gonna have like this big ass library like beauty and the beast and this book talks about beauty and the beast is a hidden is a hidden um parable i'm pretty sure the bible is hidden too and if no one would have ever told me the parable i just would have kept believing beauty and the beast but now i got the key the keynote to the story it's just so crazy okay so in here they talk about um the creation of earth as well so let me just see if i can find it oh i remember so last time i was trying to tell y'all about all the creatures and i couldn't find the names so these celestial creatures have been uh, variously identified with Dragons, elves, fairies, gnomes, leprechauns, sprites, nymphs, pixies, angels, dragons, devils, witches, giants, vampires, werewolves, and just about every mythical creature you can imagine. Bruh. Oh, okay. They want to tell us that they're fairy tales. Okay. 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 Fairy tales. Okay. Let me find. Um. I think this is it. The mythical conflict between the Grecians, Zeus, and Prometheus originated in Cynthia. There, the two gods were named Inki Samuel and Enlil Jehovah. The war between them arose firstly as a dispute over seniority. They were the sons of one father I knew. Inki was the younger son of Anu's senior wife, Antu. And Lil was the elder of the two sons, but was born to Anu's second or junior wife, Ki. In Anunnaki culture, the female was the source of sovereignty. And by rights, Inki or Samuel, Satan, was therefore the rightful heir to his father, Anu of the Anunnaki or gods because his mom was a senior wife. Okay. And Lil disputed this claim and furthermore resented Inki's patronage and assistance of mankind whom Enlil Jehovah Zeus hated and Wished constantly to destroy. So, the way it worked is his older wife had a son. His older wife, let me get her name. There were the sons of one father, I knew. So, the father is I knew. Inky was the younger son from the senior wife, and Lil was the elder of two sons but was born to anu's junior wife so it goes by that's why it says and the female was the source of sovereignty so what's her name Antu was the senior wife who had the baby child and then anu was the junior wife who had the older child ain't that in the bible y'all okay this story is repeated in the Greek tale of Zeus' hatred of mankind and the war of and control of man waged between the elder gods, the titans led by Prometheus and the younger gods, the Olympians led by Zeus. So I put in my notes, Inky was good, he allowed us to rule ourselves, and Enlil was bad because he wanted to rule us. It is repeated again in the tale of war between Satan and Jehovah. All these stories. It is the son of the elder queen, who is the rightful heir. And this is inky Samuel, Promet- Prometheus, Satan. I love this book because it always tells you multiple names. Like, if you don't know the other names, you don't know those stories coincide. But this tells you inky which comes from Anunnaki, Samuel, which is in the Bible, Prometheus, which is Greek, and Satan again in the Bible. It's like it puts them all together. The friend. Is the rightful heir, the friend, the savior, and the supporter of mankind, which is—it starts to get tricky because he's supposed to be the supporter of mankind. Inky wants us to rule ourselves, but somewhere in here, I'm gonna see if it comes up. He—he he wanted us to. He used he kind of used us oh i think it's gonna i think it's gonna say it in lil or zeus jehovah's father objected to the idea of investing in the man it is the right or kingship and self-rule and this was by tradition the sole prerequisite of the anunnaki alone a compromise was reached in the dragon council and it was decided that an anunnaki queen would incubate a human ovum fertilized by enki or samuel satan the resulting child would be the first king or queen of the race of men. So. A compromise was reached with the dragon council. That the Anunnaki queen. Would put a human oval. Fertilized. By Enki or Samuel. So she's just the womb. It's the human's ovum. So it's going to be a human child. And it's going to be Inky or Samuel's sperm. The resulting child. Will be the first king or queen. Of the human race. Being mostly Anunnaki. Which I don't know how that's the case. Because um, most of the DNA is supposed to come from the mom. Right? Several attempts were made. At producing a suitable a suitable child by adopting varying permutations of the Anunnaki-human interaction. Samuel inseminated an ELJO, Eljo woman, resulting in the birth of Adam, the first prototype of mortal kingmanship. The second experiment was between Inki and Samuel and Eve, his daughter. The child they produced was called Cain who was mated to Lilith Luhava, the purebred Anunnaki daughter of Lilith the Beautiful and Samuel. To Lilith Lual Cain and their sacred offspring was given via N.M. Kursag, the tiara of jagon, not mortal, kingship from the hand of their father, Inki Samuel, the rightful overlord of the gods, whilst a whilst adam and his children were still considered by enlil to be serfs however upon them the ups the the surprising enlil conveyed his own kingship without the authority of the council of the dragon gods the anunnaki this he did this was what i was trying to say this he did in an attempt to gain support from humanity for his illegitimate claim to leadership of the council So I don't think he loved humankind, wanted to rule on his own. or He wanted to be worshipped since he couldn't get the kingship because his mom wasn't the elder wife. He already despised his brother for taking, you know, that leadership role from him. So he wanted to get it from the humans. Like, don't be using me on some slick shit. That is so crazy, the bloodline of Lilith and Samuel, the pure royal blood of true kingship, descended from Transylvania to Mesopotamia through the queens of Egypt after the Anunnaki established the first royal dragon court from that point it It went into the descendants of the Pittish dragon fairy princess of the holy graham whose family colonized caledonia and anjo and this book just goes on and on and on and on it's like a finally a real history book because they not telling us shit they really not t- telling us shit y'all uh, let's see i think it starts to talk about them again okay here's another part anunnaki also called nephilim in the old testament they reportedly civilized the human race and interbred with a portion of its creation portion of it to create the kingly caste which until this day has maintained control over the earth the celestial creatures have been Variously identified and that's when i went over that dragons elves fairies gnomes leprechauns sprites niphalum pixies angels demons devils witches giants vampire werewolf just about every mythical being you can imagine when you think of when you think of mythical things you can't be all human if you're like mythical you have to be mixed with something else which is why the whole alien ufo thing is true it's just i don't know if they feel like humanity isn't ready to know the truth or they only want certain people to know but i mean this is the age of aquarius the knowledge is out there it's in books it's in lots of books a lot of movies that are supposed to be fiction are really fact and when you meditate or pray just kind of ask for confirmation ask if what you what you just read or just learned is true and go with that like over anyone else or anything always believe in you and um you know because you won't lie to your own self i mean some people do but you shouldn't lie to your own self and so like if you are in the water you're gonna fight to come up for air like your body loves you so much your arms your legs they're gonna be kicking you might not even know how to swim but you're gonna be doing your damn best to get up to the air right so it's the same thing with knowledge like your body only wants what's best for you so it's not gonna want to feed you whole bunch of bullshit it's gonna want to direct you to the truth because that's what's gonna what help you survive it's gonna help you be wise in these streets and stuff like that so i thought this was an interesting um oh it was one more i was about to wrap it up so this is ancient man and his first uh civilization Sumerian religion now this is over i know it's more than eight pages over eight pages and back so instead of reading the whole thing let me see if i can get to okay this is talking about the guys let's talk about mankind Religion, cosmology, the the, the the gods. Let me see if we can get to creation of man. Thanks a billion for listening. You can reach me on other social media platforms at www.linktr.ee forward slash dot I hope you have a better than great day. Love ya. Talk to you later. Mwah. Bye. Go meet me. It's the Misha Podcast. Ay, go meet me. Go meet me.